word of the Lord in the book of, uh, of Acts. Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, as, a, as Jesus' nation. I'll be talking to you about the divine favor, provoking the favor. We, in the Jesus nation, one of the most important aspects that we will be famous for, it is how God favored us in one way or another. And I would like to bring this to your knowledge, that it is completely very important to understand how God works. I remember a long time ago when the Lord called me into uh, preaching his word. There was more like revival. And in this revival, there was one gentleman who came to me and told me to stop preaching. I said, why should I stop preaching? He said, you know what? Because um, people are saying this thing is not true. Let me say this thing to you. There are people who have tried to do what we are doing. And after trying to do it, they saw it's not working. They stopped. It looks so simple when you see <laughs> us holding the microphone and doing ministry the way we are doing it. It looks so simple. But people tried it. Hara, people tried. What you're doing? They said, I think this thing, I think it does not work. I think God didn't call me. And let me say this thing to you. The difference that is there between us and just normal people it is not how much we have in our accounts. It is the value we have in the realm of the spirit. Amen. And this value, it is measured by different things. In the book of Romans 12, all right, just, just go to Romans chapter 12, from verse 4, there is an element there. The Bible says, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. <laughs> it says, if we, it says, we, all of us, it says, we are different, yes. We have different members in one body. And each member has its own office. So where you are, you have a different office than your neighbor. Completely have a different responsibility. Completely. What gives us confidence? It is when we begin to understand that there are certain things that God has given them as common factors, attributes to help us to save. What was on David... What made David, David? It is not because he was a great fighter. There was favor upon him. 
to a level whereby David received a job at the state house without an application. Favor began to speak for him to a level whereby the king in the palace, he had a small problem that didn't require a job opportunity. But that problem, the Bible says, people began to go to the king and they say, King, don't you think we must hire someone who can come and play an instrument for you? The king said, oh, who, who could that be? They suggested and also brought a solution. They're like, oh, we can hire somebody. We hear there is somebody, the son of Jesse. His name is called David. And shockingly, David had not fought any battle. But the Bible says when they were describing him, they said he is a mighty warrior. He is a skilled man of war. And yet the man, his career was not that. He was a shepherd boy. He was taking care of the sheep. But when favor begins to speak for you, you'll be surprised where people, you, you, you not, uh, actually, you are not even expecting people to speak for you. They'll begin to talk for you, to speak for you. Somebody said, favor is not fair. I'm telling you, it's not. It can live with somebody who's qualified and pick somebody who's not qualified. When favor comes, there's no fairness. I said, when favor comes, there's no what? There's no fairness. You, you, you are the one advantaged. <laughs> When favor comes, how many, how, many, how many are receiving favor tonight as well? As you're praying, as you're praying. How many are receiving favor tonight? I want to see any person who says, I need favor. I think where I am right now, favor must locate my children, my family, my house. Favor must locate me right now. All right, so you have seen some certain moments when you'll be sitting down like that and um, a, a message will be shared the way I'm sharing now, and you're going to go home and forget about the message. And this is what Jesus Christ said. What can I compare the people of this generation? He said, for hearing the hearing, but they cannot perceive it. The issue here is not about you sitting down and listening to me. You, uh, you are hearing very well. But this, the secret now comes when you are hearing what the prophet is saying, then you bring it under perception. Oh. It's called advocacy. The ability of using one's perception to a particular agenda and making sure that you sell it not only within you but even around you. There is nothing in this world that will throw away faith 
I was laughing. I was, um, I think, few, 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 few days ago, I was in class. Uh, I'm doing a, a, a certain course with uh, Harvard University. So I was um, in class, and, and one of, uh, uh, we, were, we were dealing with this subject called uh, the uh, seven implants of uh, leadership. And shockingly, the first implant is called faith. This is without faith. And this is to do with the leadership. It has nothing to do with the Bible. But you see, even if in business, I'm doing principal uh, uh, business management, and, and principles of leadership in the business management. And you see, shockingly, even in the business world, in the, in the, come on, you, you, you are dealing with faith. It says, without it, it says you cannot achieve the required results. It says the great leader must have faith. And this is what we preach. So I was laughing, and I was sitting there, and, and I was laughing. Oh, among the seven implants, so faith is the first one. Faith. So you can be sitting down like this, and you are hearing me preach, and I'm teaching, and I'm speaking the message, and you are hearing it. It is not enough. But what makes the difference? It is the perception. What is the prophet trying to speak? You see, the Bible says that, says that the kingdom of God is like a man who had seeds. And when he threw it, some fell on the good ground. It says these are the people who receive message. The message with gladness. But the things of the world comes and picks it. It's not that they're not glad. No, they, they welcome the message with gladness. As I'm talking now, you're hearing it with so much gladness. Like, yes, I receive it. But it's, it's not having roots. There is no perception. You are not perceiving what is God trying to speak to me in this season. What is the prophet trying to say in this Jesus nation? He says God is raising up people. It is not enough to hear and get excited. It is all enough to have perception. The Bible says we are many members, yet one body. Now, when you go to verse 5 of Romans 12, there is a very interesting thing there. In verse 5, on verse 5, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every, everyone members one of another. Now, verse 6, it says one. Having then gifts, having then gifts, differing according to the grace. So what is different there? It is grace. The Bible says, having then gifts, differing according to. It says, according to the grace. So we have got different graces. Your grace is not my grace. My grace is not your grace. This is why it's very important to recognize how the grace functions. This is why some people until today, they cannot walk out of a single situation because they have not perceived the grace on others. It says others, they've got a gift. Not so on the same scripture. It says others, they've got a gift. It says what? Uh, uh, um, the grace that is given to us. It says whether prophecy. Let us prophesy according to the measure. Now, 
And the NIV, give me NIV there. It says, according to what? It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If, you, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Somebody say favor. Now, what I'm trying to say here. Now, I'm going to show you something. So, how I prophesy. You see, people think when I prophesy, when I tell somebody, oh, your name is this, your house number. That is not prophecy. That is the word of knowledge. That is the word. Of, that's why people get confused. They're like, mm. You see, that is the word of knowledge. Prophecies, when now I tell you that, okay, I can tell you your name, where you're coming from. Prophecy now comes when I say, by next year. When I say, now, by next year, you're going to have a baby boy. Now, your family is watching. The whole world is watching. Everybody is watching. That, how I say that statement, I must say that statement. That is now prophecy. According to the proportion of my faith. Because prophecy, it is speaking things into existence. Hear me. If, if, you, if you meet somebody in the street and you say, you, come, come here. You're like, today you're going to buy a car. If that person doesn't buy a car, it doesn't mean God didn't speak to you. But it means you spoke not in accordance to a certain level of faith. This is why you're doing prophecy. People are like, ah, Papa, I, I, I want to prophesy. I want anointing. I want somebody come and is like, I want anointing. I said, you do not need anointing to prophesy now. I said, learn faith first. Because even if God shows you something, what you, God will show you, if for you to speak it, for you to say it, it will need a certain level of faith. It is not enough to know about something. Or to see something. It is enough when you begin. You see, what made Elijah to be a prophet was not because he saw a vision and then he prophesied. No. He said, if I be a prophet, there was no God. There's, there's, there's no scripture that says an, an angel came and said to, to Elijah that call fire. No. He, he said, if I some soldiers came to him and said, man of God, he said, if I be a man of God. So it is about faith. You see, you can cause something right now into existence into your house. As I'm talking to you right now, it is no prayer. You see, people think, you see, in the prophetic ministry, until today, people, until today, people come to me and say, Papa, eh, me, I don't prophesy. I say, what are you talking about? Everyone in this ministry, must know that you are a prophet or a prophetess. You have the creative power on your mouth. You can speak things into existence. You can speak things. You can call. Invite which things which are not there. You can invite them. By your words. Just speaking. In the name, you see, according to the level of your faith, God, when He was calling people to, to my ministry, He told me I will not bring anybody who's not prophetic. He said, Everyone who shall come to your ministry has the grace into the prophetic. 
So if you think, if you think, uh, am I prophetic? I want to tell you, yes, you are. God told me when he's going to bring people into my ministry, he'll bring prophetic people. People who should stand. And he shall say by next month, my child will get this job. And the child will be employed. People who should stand and say my business will move to another direction. But you see, people are still, until they're like, uh, you see, no, it's not like that. In this ministry, we are in the prophetic. God says, but if for me to do it, he says, you have to do it according to the proportion, to the measure of your faith. So I can stand like this. You see, I can stand like this. And pray for you. And another person also pray for you. What will be different? It is the level of faith that I have in the other person who prayed for you. So they were all in one room touching Jesus. But the difference was perception. The Bible says, for she perceived in her spirit that if she touches Jesus, she will be healed. It was to hear the word of the gladness and taking that word into perception. To perceive means to agree. It is an integrity between your mouth and your heart. Somebody say, I hear you, prophet. I want to hear you. If you're hearing me, say, I hear you, prophet. There are certain things tonight. I want you to look upon them and begin to make statements. I am in a prophetic ministry. My name is so, so, so. And I stand in this anointing. And I decree and I declare, my child is delivered. My family is delivered. My mom is healed. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy. Kaya paradia sorides. What makes you to have a certain amount of... You see, what I'm sharing with you now, I haven't even started touching the topic of favor. I'm first of all trying to make you realize who you are. You see, you say, like, oh, uh, my father, I'm praying. <laughs> Me, eh, I told you seven months ago here in January, I said, watch my life. I said, watch it. I said, I know. People are expecting me to go down. I said, that's their demonic prophecy. I said, I come here and I reverse it. And I'm telling you, watch, watch my life. There is no going down. And I'm saying this as a prophecy. No going down. In Jesus' name. That's how we think. That's our mentality. That's how we prophesy. That's right. The Bible says, calling things which we are not as if they were. Calling things which are not as if they are. It's a level where you begin to realize who you are. None of all those great men of God in the Bible, they had to hear God say first. 
There was no angel that came in the house of Elisha and said, mm, Elisha, there are, angel, there, are, there are enemies who have surrounded the gate. So I, I have come to appear to you that you're going to make them blind. No. In fact, it is Elisha hearing a report from Gehaz that we are under siege. And Elisha said, uh -huh. and he says, oh, we are dead. And Elisha said, God, open his eyes. No, not my eyes. Say, open his eyes to know who we are. He said, God, open his eyes. Somebody came to me and said, oh, my father, so what's going to happen? I said, God, open her eyes to know who we are. Greater is he who is inside of you. Many are those on your side than those on their side. You are undefeated. Somebody say, I'm undefeated. Undisputed champion. Elisha said, ah, Elisha said, ah, oh, what are you saying? He said, he said, he said, Papa, we are under siege. He said, hey, he said, Papa, as I speak, soldiers have, I'm talking of soldiers, not sheriffs. <laughs> I'm talking of soldiers, not people who have come to take your, your bicycle because you didn't pay. I mean soldiers surrounded the house, the gate. Is it, Papa? Papa, soldiers have come. And these soldiers were not sent by a general of army. They were sent by the president of Syria. It was a heavy operation that the presidential task force was involved. The minister of intelligence and now they came and did. The, the whole reason why they came to Elisha, the Bible says, is because Elisha knew whatever was happening as a prophet in the house of the king in Syria. So the king said, no, who is telling Elisha what is happening in my bedroom? This guy knows everything happening in my bedroom. And, and one of the servants said, he is a prophet. He said, no, 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 no. Go and kill him now. And when they surrounded the house, the city, Elisha said to Gehaz, God open your eyes. And he walked out and he said to the soldiers, just walking out like this, all soldiers became blind. That's the power you have. And there was no certain wind coming from heaven or some special angels coming. No, it was just a level of perception. He had faith in his God. This is what you are. Wake up from your room. Look at the documents from the Shalif. And say a statement. If I be a child of God, a daughter of major one, a son of a major prophet, I speak a financial breakthrough to happen over my family, to happen over my business within five days in the name of Jesus. I never doubt it. The Bible says if you prophesy, you must do it according to the proportion. In 2 Kings 6 verse 9. 
And the man and the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was so troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Would you now not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, or king. But Elisha the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the ways that speaketh in thy bedchamber or bedroom. So they were planning an assassination attack over the king of Israel. Yeah. Now, the king of Israel will start up like this. And, they, and, and they, will, they will hide in the bush that the king of Israel is about to pass here. And we're about to kill him. As his own as he were like this. A guy will just rush like this. And say, king, 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 please, I've been told. By who? By Elisha. That return now. Ahead of you, Elisha says this, an ambush, they want to kill you. Go back home. Hey, the king will just go home. So Jazz will wait the whole night till the morning. The king does not pass. They say, how? How did he? Who told the king? One time, the king is having an inspection of development. As the king is going like this, Elisha says, hey, 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 hey. wait, wait, wait. Do not... Go. So the king of Syria said, who is revealing our plans to the king of Syria? A servant said, no, that king is a member of the church of Elisha. They are told that there are 14 days of prayer. They are told it's a time of favor. They are told it's a time for breakthrough. They are told everything. They are taught everything. <laughs> they are taught everything. They are, in fact, right now, they are dealing with the favor. They are told they will conquer. They will penetrate the systems. 